I'm ready for old-fashioned end-time revival. Matthew chapter 26 and verses 27 and 28. I'll go ahead and preach here for a few moments if that's all right. And, uh, you know, we should, uh, we should be doing this every Sunday. Well, 14 people agree with me. Is anybody else on board? Amen, amen. Praise God. Matthew chapter 26 and uh, verse 27. And he took a cup when he had given thanks. And we ordinarily read this at Easter time. But I ain't reading it at Easter time. I'm reading it in September. Is that all right? He gave it to them saying, Drink of it all of you. For this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. For this is my blood. Jesus said, This is my blood. He didn't say it was somebody else's blood. He didn't borrow it from the blood bank. It's not the hospital blood from Ball or St. Vincent's hospital blood. Nobody's blood here. He said, it's my blood. He said, this is my blood. Mm, I feel the Holy Ghost. My subject here for a few moments. There is power in the blood. things come out of my mouth sometimes and I can't stop it so here it goes just kind of look at somebody <laughs> just look at somebody right now and tell them you can sit on the pew if you want to and you're not even and we don't even have pews we don't even have pews tell them you can sit on the pew if you want to but I've come to praise the Lord amen Bless you. Thank you so much. You may be seated. And uh, I'm just, wow, I, I'm just overwhelmed and excited. Amen. Folks, when we come to church and we don't, and the service is kind of dead, I go home mad. Is that all right? So if you, wanted, if you want me to yell at my dogs, then just be dead in church and they'll catch the flack. Just teasing. They don't have anything to do with anything. Amen. I came to preach about the blood just a little bit. Jesus gathered his disciples together for the Last Supper. And uh, again, we, we talk about this in the spring, but he holds up his cup and he begins to explain that his blood is the new covenant and that his blood is sufficient. His blood is sufficient. Whereas the blood of goats and bulls for four thousand years 
had not met the requirements for the fulfillment of the law. I'm going to repeat myself. His blood is sufficient. He said, I have come to fulfill the law, not to do away with it, but I have come to fulfill it. Amen. I didn't come to do away with anything that my dad uh, established in this church. I didn't come to fill his shoes. I couldn't do it. I don't have the ability to do that. I didn't come to do, do away with anything at Parkview. Amen. Except maybe the mice in the kitchen. I wish somebody would help me preach. I didn't come to do away with anything, but I came to fulfill. Came in the flow of what we now establish as the river. Came to be a part of it. And if I have any ability and you, the church, with me to not just do great things of what was in the past, but to even do greater things and make it better. And the generation after me, if the Lord would tarry to make it better, he said, I have come to fulfill the law. I didn't come to destroy it. I didn't come uh, that I am to destroy the law or I'm not coming to destroy the prophets. He said, I'm not coming to destroy, but I am coming to fulfill. And so with one selfless act, one loving act, an event that we celebrate throughout the year, each year we celebrate in the spring, but throughout the year, he came down to walk among men. But he did not just come uh, just to come, but he came with a purpose. He would do what no other sacrifice had been able to do. He would begin a brand new covenant, a brand new covenant. He would link mankind with direct access with the God of creation. It would become a blood covenant, a blood contract, a blood promise to anyone, not just the Jews, not just his people, not just the lineage of Abraham, somebody help me out, but he would, he would uh, open up this contract to anybody that would enjoy to reap the benefits. If you had confidence and faith in his blood or this blood, you could receive the benefits, the benefits of the contract. Now, I know my subject has the word blood, and thank you for the title there. It's an all bold face, all caps or whatever. Blood is the title. When we say the word blood, we get a little bit squeamish, and I understand that blood, somebody falls over and faints. But we are talking about the blood of Jesus Christ. And when you receive his blood, there are several things that you get from the blood. First of all, you receive redemption. What is redemption? It is salvation. What is salvation? It's release from the sinful life that you've been living and the condemnation of sin and all the atrocities that come with sin and all the demise. You escape that. One goat was for sin sacrifice. The other goat was a scapegoat. 
You not only are forgiven of your sins, but your sins are taken away. You receive redemption. You receive atonement. What does atonement? Atonement is reparation or recompense. He fixes it. When you get the blood, you allow things to be fixed in your life uh, spiritually. So you receive redemption with the blood. You receive atonement with the blood. And the Bible tells us that by his stripes, what are stripes? When he took those stripes upon his back, that was the blood church that came to the surface. So we talk about the stripes that are healing us. Those stripes are actually the blood. So I'm preaching to you today that it is the blood that heals you. It is the blood that heals you of all manner of sickness. Well, I got a remedy. If Dr. Fauci can't come up with it and uh, the WHO can't uh, come up with it, I've got a remedy. Somebody in this nation, get on some uh, platform or some skyscraper in New York City or some bridge somewhere, open up your mouth and begin to plead the blood because there's power. There's enough power. Well, I'm kind of jumping to the end of conclusion. There's enough power in one drop of his blood to fix every problem in our country. If the church... There's redemption with his blood. There is atonement in his blood. There is healing of all manner of sicknesses and disease with his blood. There is protection. You receive protection. I'm still on the contract. I'm going through the contract point by point. Church, help me preach it. Your redemption and atonement and healing. You receive protection. It's in the contract, the blood contract. You receive protection with his blood, protection against the enemy, protection against the adversary, protection against spirits and wizards and witches and warlocks, protection against the devil. come to wake this congregation up at 2.30 in the afternoon that when you begin to plead the blood and talk about the blood, the devil runs and covers his ears because the devil doesn't like the blood. If you want to put the devil on the run, open up in your mouth in your kitchen and speak the blood and say, I plead the blood of Jesus and demons tremble. Somebody clap your hands and praise him. I'm going to go it over for about the fourth time. This is in the contract. You better read the fine print on the contract before you sign it. Hey, I didn't read it all. I'm just starting to realize what all is built in this contract. You receive redemption and atonement and healing and protection. And let me tell you something else that's in the blood contract. You receive deliverance. Deliverance from addictions. Deliverance from lust. Deliverance from sin. If you walked into 
today and you got an addiction and you don't know how to get rid of it, I've come to proclaim that there's power in the blood. And when you begin to plead the blood, that habit has got to go. That addiction has got to go. Those drugs, whatever it is in your life, that pornography, I wish somebody would help me preach. Whatever it is, you can be delivered today, right now, by the blood of Jesus. Would you clap your hands and give him some praise? It would not be through the power of the blood of a goat or a bull. It would not be from the blood of another, but it would be his blood. I restate, re-ratify, and proclaim the validation in the fact that there is still power in the blood of Jesus. There is still power in his blood. His blood has the power to redeem. Amen. To redeem us from the curse of sin. The, the law was hard. Amen. And Galatians also talks about delivering us from the curse of the law. The law was hard. Amen. It was almost a curse upon mankind. Now, it couldn't have been an evil curse or a derogatory curse because it was the law and it came from the Lord and it worked and it's what was used to save mankind. But it was something in the flesh that was hard to comprehend. You could not hardly live good enough by the law. Amen. No one was pure enough with the law. No one was good enough or holy enough. You couldn't be righteous enough to obey the law. You couldn't keep up with the law. Amen. The law, in a sense, held men in bondage. It showed every imperfection in humanity. It showed all of your flaws. Folks, I don't know. I'm just going to slide this under the door if I could today. Aren't you thankful you're living in the grace dispensation? Amen. The law worked, but the Lord said, I'm going to make it just a little bit better. I'm going to do and make a few changes to the law. God always makes things bigger and better. God always makes things bigger and better. Oh, I want to preach in time. Can I slide in some eschatology here while I'm preaching about the blood? If you think this is good what you're feeling down here, God always makes things bigger and better. If you think it's good down here, just wait till we get over there. When he changes it, he makes it bigger and he makes it better. But the blood of Jesus freed us from the curse of sin and death. Romans 8.15 says, For ye have not received the spirit of a bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. The law, the law had no completion. Today it was a lamb. Tomorrow, it was a dove. The next week, it would be 
a goat. And then the week after that, it was a bull. It never stopped. It was constant trying to cover the sins of a nation. The priest had to enter into the holiest of holies once every year and sprinkle the blood upon the mercy seat of the Ark of the Covenant. Amen. To atone of the sins of the nation of Israel. The law was a lot of work. Are you glad you're living in the grace dispensation? The law had so many intricate parts to it. It was the law. First Peter 1 18 says, for as much as ye know that ye were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold for your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. And so the priest once a year entered into the holiest of holies. But I proclaim to this church that one cry from Jesus, amen, and no longer was there a separate of an eight foot thick veil uh, that kept mankind from going into the holiest of holies. Uh, when he said it is finished uh, and his blood dripped off the cross, uh, the veil was ripped from top to bottom uh, and man could be redeemed uh, walking into a brand new covenant, uh, not with the blood of a bull uh, or the blood of a lamb uh, or the blood of a dove uh, or any other type of blood from some animal. Uh, but now we would be able to be redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ. No longer are we separated from walking into the holiest of holies, but now we come into his presence by the blood of Jesus. Hey, I want to preach to this church that his blood also has the power to transform. I said his blood has the power to transform. I don't know what your circumstance is. I don't know how intricate it may seem and it may be interwoven all throughout and you walked in here a complete mess just a ball of yarn and a mess but I've come to proclaim to you that if God can fix the law he can fix whatever your situation is and Jesus with his blood can make it all right I said he'll make it all right somebody clap your hands if It's the blood of Jesus. It's the blood of Jesus. It's the blood of Jesus. Hebrews 9 and 14. How much more shall the blood of Christ, who through his eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. If God can take the Saul of Tarsus, who was a murderer, who was no good, who was trying to destroy the church, uh, who was imprisoning people uh, for proclaiming the name of the Lord. Uh, if God can take him and knock him off a horse, uh, amen, and tell him, why are you persecuting me? If call Paul, can, if God can take Saul of Tarsus uh, and turn him into the apostle Paul, uh, God can do it for you. Uh, he can do it for you. Uh, he can do it with his blood. Uh, he is able to do it. Uh, he can make you a brand new creature. Uh, if any man is a if any man be in Christ he is a new creature because all things are passed away and all things are become new there's nothing that the blood of Jesus cannot cover would you give God some praise right now 
Amen. Come now, let us reason together, saith the Lord. Whoa. Though your sins be as scarlet, though they be a stain that is in your life, the life you've been living, amen, the way you've been, the way that you have taken and the deeds that you have succumbed to, though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. I'm preaching to you the word. And though they be red like crimson they shall be as wool his blood has the power amen to cleanse you his blood has the power to save you his blood has the power to give life his blood is here his blood is flowing from Calvary's hill the blood has not stopped but the blood still flows from that cross would you clap your hands if you're thankful for the blood. Amen. Amen. And so I preach, and hopefully if we have some medical people here, they would support me on this point. I think I'm, my calculation is probably pretty much correct, and I'm being a little bit facetious when I say this. But the last time that I checked, you... you, you your body, you can't live without blood. And maybe I could throw a lot of people under the bus, but I won't do it. Maybe as cold as some of you folks get in church, you don't have a whole lot running through your veins. I'm having fun with you. I wonder what that, that blood, hey, Riley and I are with you. We get cold, you know, we get skinny, we get cold too. You think we don't get cold, but the blood, the, you got to have blood in the body. Folks, you do have to have blood. You do know that, don't you? You must have blood in your body to survive. If you take the blood out, the body is dead. I said if the blood comes out of the body, you've got, it's a dead corpse. Well, we don't, I just, you know, we want to make sure that we want everybody to feel comfortable. And so I don't know if it's the best idea to put a slide up there that talks about the blood and it's got a red stain. You can't hardly see it, but it's there. I don't know if it's a good idea for us to sing about the blood and talk about the blood. It might make visitors feel a little squeamish if we're preaching about the blood and talking about the blood and testifying about the blood and talking about Jesus being on the cross and the blood. That kind of makes people, if you take the blood out of the body, you got a dead corpse. I said if the blood comes out of the body, the body is dead. You want things to liven up. Somebody needs to come in here and walk these aisles maybe on a Saturday before church. I don't know, maybe on a Sunday. Brother Larry's been praying here on Sundays before church. Somebody needs to come in here and start pleading the blood of Jesus. Because if we can get the blood flowing in the church, then I know we've got a church that's alive. God doesn't want a dead church service. God is not a God of the dead, but he's a God of the living. And if he's a God of the living, his blood is still moving. His blood is still flowing. I want to let the church know we've got to have the blood. Singers, sing about it. Preacher, preach about it. Old saint of God, testify about what the blood did for you. There is still power in that blood. Clap your hands if you believe it. Amen. 
Amen. The life of the flesh is in the blood. There is power in the blood. I want to make one more point here. And is this, well, actually to his blood, I'll put these two together. His blood has the power to heal and protect. Amen. It has the power to heal and protect. If you cut, I cut my thumb a couple weeks ago. I had to get a couple small stitches in there. Wouldn't stop bleeding. And, uh, What's supposed to take place, if you don't cut it too much, uh, is that the blood comes to that cut. Your body, your brain begins to work together, and your brain says, uh, uh, Bob and Susie sell red blood cells. We've got a cut on index finger on the right hand. We need you to go help out. I'm just kind of like the Saturday morning thing that they used to show. How they, I'm trying to simplify <laughs> And so the blood cells begin to rush to that cut and they, they move in there and they start bunching themselves together, right? And they begin to clot the cut. That's what they do. They begin to clot things up. And there's a reason why. They clot things up and because they, they don't want anything to escape. But the main reason that they clot is because they come together because they don't want anything to get through inside that cut. Hallelujah. They don't want, to, they don't want things from the outside to come in here that, that could get in the body some infection or some disease or some virus. Uh, they come together and they block the cut uh, because they don't want the enemy to come in from the outside. Uh, that's what the blood of Jesus does. Uh, it begins to protect. It begins to heal. Oh, I want to let somebody know uh, I'm jumping off on a dirt road. Uh, Mama, I know you've had a rough month, uh, a rough couple months or six months or this year, uh, but I've come to proclaim to you the devil may have cut and sliced and dice. But if you'll hold on and you begin to plead the blood of Jesus, the blood is about to move in the situation. The blood is about to come in. The blood's about to clot it up. I said the blood's going to clot it up. When the blood begins to clot, when the blood begins to come together, the, the devil hates the blood. The enemy hates the blood. Hallelujah. There's power in the blood. Clap your hands if you believe it. Amen. And the blood has the power to heal. And the blood has the power to protect. And the blood has the power to deliver. And the blood has the power to deliver. I don't care what the devil says. I don't care if he's wrapped himself around your life and he's trying to choke the very life out of you. The blood of Jesus can break every chain. The blood of Jesus can break every bond. The blood of Jesus can set you free. There's deliverance in the power of the blood. I said there's deliverance. There is deliverance. There is deliverance. The blood has the power to deliver. Would you stand and clap your hands and somebody magnify the name of the Lord. And that dragon, somebody say that dragon. Somebody say that serpent. Somebody say the devil. The devil. That's our enemy. That's our foe. Ronnie, that's who we're, that's who we're coming against. That's who we're battling against. The Bible said in the book of Revelation, Dustin, they overcame him by the blood. 
I said they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. They overcame him by the blood. I wish my dad was here on the front row. Hallelujah. He'd be here what I'm preaching. He'd be with me what I'm preaching. They overcame him by the blood of the lamb. Folks, in the last day when he says, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Let me tell you how that's going to take place. It's going to take place and you're going to get there by the blood of Jesus. Preach it, sing it, testify it, pray it, talk about it. It's the blood. There's power in the blood. It's going to take you all the way to glory. It's the blood of Jesus. And it's 2,000 years old and it still works. I said, the blood still works. I said, the blood still works. Yes, it does. I said, the blood still works. Yes, it does. Hallelujah. Would you lift your hands and magnify the Lord? I feel the Holy Ghost. Mm, Yeah. I said, I feel the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. You're a great church. I appreciate you helping me preach this. It's so much easier when the church is... When you're so I want to practice what we preach. Is that all right? Amen. Is that all right, Brother Ross? We're gonna practice what we preach right now. Here's all I want to do. Those of you that would, and I know we have to social distance and all that, and I get all that, but I'm talking about the blood. I'm not throwing any regulations out the window, but I believe the Lord can move if we'll j- just participate. Amen. And so this is what I want to do. I would like for you, folks, if you would, there's plenty of room. We've got a big altar up here. You can spread out across the front. You could get out in the aisle way or wherever you are. And, and they're going to begin to sing right now. And as they begin to sing, I want you to come up here and lift your hands. I don't know what it is you might be going through. Maybe it's spiritual. Maybe it's a financial situation. The blood can take care of everything. Maybe it's a... Would you come up here and begin to plead the blood? Hey! The blood still works. 